Thank you for listening to TMA's Practice Well podcast. TMA, helping you improve the health of all Texans. Hi, I'm Cheryl Kroviak. I manage the Texas Medical Association Education Center, where through webinars, publications, and podcasts with CME to go, we strive to provide physicians a reliable resource to help you and your practice survive and thrive. Like so many, we're more in survival mode right now as the COVID-19 pandemic continues to spread and restrict our normal lives. One of the biggest changes that affected my daily life was the sudden move to work from home. Something initially planned for just a few weeks, but has now become months with no definite return to the office in the near future. I am lucky in that I work with a close-knit team, much like physicians and their staff, and we have found ways to overcome some of the challenges and disconnects from working in this new virtual world. I've spoken with my colleagues about how they're doing and found each has successfully overcome a particular challenge in working from home. Over the next several podcasts, I'll invite them to share their successes in hopes that you can take some tips away to use with your staff. Today, I'm very happy to have with us Cara Benson, TMA's Practice Management and Reimbursement Services Manager. Cara has been with TMA for nearly 10 years and in just these past 12 months has moved departments within TMA. Cara had the unique experience of receiving a promotion and taking on two direct reports while working virtually. She has been successful at meeting new demands and high expectations, and I've asked her to share some of the tips and strategies she has learned to keep motivated and productive. Cara, thank you for joining our podcast. I'd like to start with hearing a little bit about yourself and then some of the struggles you've encountered. Thank you for inviting me, and hello, everyone. Like so many, I went from a routine of getting ready for work, driving into the office, and working a set number of hours to suddenly being at work at home. I think many have found themselves in a similar situation where this happened quickly and without a lot of time to prepare. It created stress and challenges, especially with it happening as schools were closing too. My daughter was amazing and adapted very well. She was able to keep up with her work and finish it out. This was not the case with my youngest. We were in the middle of setting up a special program and had our individual education program on Zoom. He shut down and would not participate in any online activities. It is heartbreaking to have a child that no longer has the support they need and you can't devote your time during your workday to provide it. I also had to quickly learn and I'm still learning how to use new communication tools like Office 360, Zoom, and Microsoft Teams. The meeting for my child's individualized education program was interesting, as all of us were in the beginning phase of online meetings. Now that we are four months in, I am still struggling to hold a meeting without technical issues, or should I say user error. Overall, though, I would have to say what has been the most challenging was saying I was overwhelmed and that I needed more direction and help with getting organized and finding my new routine, setting boundaries, learning to navigate fluctuating schedules, removing distractions, and trying to be productive. It's a lot, but you know, I did it. I survived and found my groove. 
I can relate with so many of those circumstances and agree. Just like busy times at the office, running a busy household while working remotely isn't really much easier. So how did you get past all that? I always thought the way for me to be productive was to be physically in the office. Then when I found myself with no choice, I had to quickly figure out what would work for me, for my work style, my habits. Of course, not making that commute every day was a good motivating factor for me. That is so true. Gaining an hour or more in my day because I'm not in traffic is a silver lining and a huge motivator to be successful and to continue to work from home, even if it's not permanently. Now, can you share some of the tips that you've picked up that have helped you be successful? Yes, I have more for you on how to be productive as we continue our new venture of working virtually. First and foremost, take care of yourself. Make sure you have water by you at all times. Get up and stretch or take a brief walk. Most importantly, make your coffee first. You may do all these things when you are in the office. However, being at home, you may find yourself feeling more pressure to stay at your desk and work. So set reminders to take breaks, top off your coffee and take a breath. I am pretty sure you're also thinking, well, what if I appear to not be working? How will my boss know what I'm doing if I'm not available at all times? Think about it. Are you available at all times when you're at the office? No, you're allowed to get up and walk away. Not responding immediately doesn't mean you are not doing what is ex expected. If you are unsure, keep open lines of communication with your boss so you are both aware of the expectations. Remember, this is probably new for them, so they are learning as they go too. And at the end of the day, what you've produced or the task you've completed during your workday are a much better indicator to your boss that you are working than tracking how much time you are available or at your computer. So that's the first tip and one of the biggest challenges I had. My next tip is get dressed. You are still working, so PJ's off. It is easy to stay in your comfy pants, but think about it. What do they represent? relaxing, sleeping, being lazy. If you are feeling lazy, then how much will you actually get done? I'm not saying get dressed up completely, but do enough to signal your mind and body into thinking it is work time. Plus, you won't be caught off guard if you get pulled into an unscheduled video meeting or chat. So stick close to your typical dress code if you can. Three, stick to a schedule that's close to your typical workday as possible. Make sure it includes your routine of getting up at the same time every day, getting dressed, having breakfast, and settling into your office. Plan the time necessary to work. Just remember, it is also important to have a work-life balance. Being at home it is even easier to bleed into your life outside of work. 
For the first month or so, I really struggled with separating myself from work. I sat with my computer all day long. I didn't have a schedule, and when the stress became too much, I had to change. So make sure part of your schedule includes having a set time you leave work, the same as you would in an office. You may power down your computer or laptop or jot a quick to-do note so you know where to pick up the next day. You drive home now becomes a walk outside or a change of clothes. Getting into this routine will help you leave work. And I say this with quotation marks, just as you would physically leave the office. And number four, set up your space. This was a major struggle for me as my husband and I both found ourselves at home and one office to share. I tried working in different areas of the house, but it just wasn't working. I found myself sitting right next to him at the only desk we had. While I love my husband, I need my space. I had all I could take and made my own desk on the opposite wall. It didn't change the fact that we still had meetings at the same time. This may mean you have a secondary space you resort to if you are not the only one working from home. We take turns going to our other space. It is also important to surround yourself with reminders that you are still at work. For me, it's stationary, notebooks, a desk calendar, and yes, I am one of those. I need my paper. And I also had any cheat sheets or reference guides that I had at work. Five, and this one is really important. If you have kids or lots of daytime deliveries, put a sign on your door. Make it fun. Even have your kids make it. I also put a notice on the door with meeting times for that day. When my door is closed, they know why and to not interrupt, although it doesn't always work. It is usually intentional because they too want to be on camera. Now, if only the animals didn't have to come in with them. In this new normal, keeping that separation can be hard. So if it's impossible for your family, embrace it and know you are not the only one. The kids and pets might get to know your coworkers as well as you do. And as the novelty wears off, the kids will become less interested. But if it continues to be a distraction, try to get your meetings scheduled during the same time windows so you can plan for a busy activity for disruptive kids during the same time. For example, I try to schedule meetings at 10 a.m. or 2 p.m. This is outside of our normal times, and I have certain chores the kids are working on like reading, cleaning their rooms, or take the pets out for a long walk. It's amazing how long it can take a 10-year-old to read a chapter and clean their room. All right, so now that you have your routine set and some strategies to eliminate distractions, now let's talk about staying connected 
and working with new tools, software, and apps. So the sixth tip for you is stay connected with your coworkers. Communicate. I miss talking over my cubicle or passing by, especially our quick chats in the morning. Staying in touch with each other helps you keep in touch with what is going on in the office. I can't tell you how many times I've chatted with coworkers to catch up on personal matters, only to solve several work hurdles just through the natural flow of conversation. Don't forget that organic conversation is a great way to relax your mind and solve problems. And the laughter can be the best medicine. Okay, number seven, send your boss updates, whether they are daily or weekly. This helps you stay accountable. It's kind of like writing down everything you eat. You can say, I'm quite the overachiever there. My list is usually pretty long. Seriously, not only will you give your boss an idea of what you're working on, but it also gives you a sense of accomplishment, which leads to motivation. This can be tricky for some and may seem to emphasize what you are not doing. If you find yourself in this mindset, try starting your day with a blank email and list three to seven things you want to accomplish rather than a task you have to complete. At the end of the day, update the list so it shows your accomplishments. If you have trouble remembering what you worked on throughout the day or week, which who doesn't because time is a blur now, keep adjusting this list. My last tip for you, number eight, make sure you have the right tools and technology. Don't be afraid to ask for things you need. Your company may not buy you coffee, but having the proper equipment to work comfortably is important. If your practice isn't accustomed to having employees work from home, it is still okay to ask for what you need within reason. Perhaps you can check it out of the office and return it once you two return to the office. My work life changed tremendously when I moved from using the camera on my phone to a true webcam. No more phone falling unexpectedly. I could even see more people during those virtual meetings and I could feel more connected to the meeting and disconnected from my phone. That helped with productivity by itself. In the end, it is important to remember to take care of yourself and set a routine. Everything else will fall into place. There will no doubt be frustration, but there will inevitably be miraculous moments of laughter, especially when you find yourself in a meeting, your kids let the dog in, and you are getting slobbered on by an 80-pound dog. It will happen. Just take one moment at a time. I think you hit an important point, and that is to set a routine. Without a routine, it's easy for something to hijack your day. Yes. I want to turn my focus on what will hamper productivity. Procrastination is bad in my house and hard not to do when there is so much going on. I always thought it was a high school or college thing. Boy, was I wrong. 
You know that famous quote, don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today? Benjamin Franklin couldn't have said it any better. We may all be guilty as charged with this one. Don't do household chores. If necessary, use your break or lunch time so you are not interrupting your workflow. Chances are you probably tackled it on the weekends before anyways. Keep that routine. Don't snack all day. It is more tempting than ever. Cheetos are messy and you can't exactly type or work with papers while you are enjoying the yummy, cheesy, crunchy goodness all over your fingers. Oh, I digress. See how easy that was to get distracted? Don't work from the couch. I know I said to have a designated space, but this is not it. The couch is for comfort, watching TV, and snacking. Finally, don't fall in the rabbit hole. I tend to fall a lot. The one I'm talking about is time. The rabbit with the pocket watch may be cute, but don't do it. This does fall under procrastination too, but I feel it is worth mentioning again. The thought of having so much time now you are working from home will lead to procrastination. Cara, I can use so many of your tips. I particularly struggle with not working half the day in my PJs. Thank you for sharing these strategies with us. Any other lessons learned that you want to share? Sure. So my top lessons learned. Ask for your physician's or management's expectations. Everyone has a different idea of what doing something quickly or well means, or what being productive means. So know what they mean to people to whom you report, because how can you be sure that you are meeting expectations unless you know what they are? Put deliberate effort into relationships. As someone who works remotely, it is easy to feel disconnected and sometimes even gossiped about. So consciously incorporate small talk with your peers. Sometimes I have a Zoom lunch with my coworkers so we can catch up with each other, just like we would if we took a lunch break at the office. It is important to build trust and connection with and amongst your coworkers. Communicate frequently, whether it is email, phone, or video conferencing. Video is preferred as it better stimulates a face-to-face conversation. Just seems more personal. And if everyone else is using video, use your video too. Prioritize your work. When you sit down for the day or at the end of each day, prioritize your list of to-dos and start with the biggest, maybe hardest, but most important task for the day. Because those are the things that are easy to put off, to procrastinate. Have a designated workspace that is physically separated from everything else. And that could be a door or a standing screen or even a room divider. So you get into the mindset that when you are in the work area, it's time to work. 
Block your lunchtime in your calendar so that your peers do not schedule you during that time. It is important to have as close to a set lunchtime as possible. Turn off your notifications, especially the ones that make sound, because if you are in the next room and you hear that alarm or the notification go ding, you will get up and see what it is. You'll be thinking, oh, what did I forget? Anticipate technology blips. Batteries will die. Wi-Fi signals will fade. So have a backup plan. What will you do in those cases? Hotspot, MiFi, a tablet? Just know what you will do to get by until you get the situation fixed. Lastly, be patient. Anticipate challenges, knowing that you can overcome them. There's a fix for everything. Don't stress over the little things. Your last two tips are really helpful. It's hard not to panic when something goes wrong and to realize it doesn't have to be a big deal, especially when it comes to Wi-Fi and internet outage. With five people in my house all using the Wi-Fi at the same time, I've had uh, Zoom decide, nope, you're not doing this with video today. Having a backup plan and being able to switch over to my phone using my cellular service so that I was able to get back onto the Zoom meeting kept me calm and able to keep up. Kara, thank you for joining me today and passing on your lessons learned. Thank you for having me. And to our listeners, please stay safe and healthy. Like and follow to get our next podcast in this how-to series. Until then, stay well.